Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Better Than Yesterday. I'm Osha Ginsberg. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of the show. It is Friday the 26th of March. Happy birthday, Freddie. Osha here. Thanks for listening. If you're new to the show, g'day. I'm Osha Ginsberg. I'm a TV host. I'm an author. I'm a podcaster. I'm a dad. I'm a stepdad. I'm a cyclist. I'm a barbell squatter. I'm a, what else am I? I'm a dog poop, tong picker upper uh, <laughs> from Sydney, Australia, and I've been making this podcast since 2013. I'm here every Monday and Friday. Uh, the show is just here to help you help help you make today a little bit better than yesterday. And every show will do that for you. There's a guarantee. You'll hear something you need to hear on every show. Mondays I'm here with a guest. Fridays I'm here with you. Thank you for all the feedback about the past episodes on uh, on Fridays writing as a way to maintain your mental health and also thank you very much for all the feedback about the Craig Rucastle episode he's a, a cracker and um, a really good really good show he really put a few things into perspective that judging from the emails I got some people were like I didn't really quite get it until he explained it that way so really really thank you so much for, for listening if you do want to email me send osher email at gmail.com we talked uh, last week about the fourth step of a 12-step program of recovery from uh, addiction and whatever addiction that may be and I kind of talk a lot about you know identifying what the people in the recovery programs call character defects which um, I, I guess is a the, the things that can trip you up but there's there's another thing that if that didn't work out for you if the, or that was a little too uh, intense because it can go on for a little, quite a long time but certainly mine took me weeks to do I think there's another thing that you can do, which I, I have found to be very helpful in my life, and that is to basically examine your personal rules. Personal rules are things we may not be aware of, but examining your personal rules is another form of cognitive behavioral therapy, which you talked about a few weeks ago. Basically, examining your personal rules is another way into challenging cognitive distortions and behaviors gives you a chance to improve your emotional regulation and um, also develop coping strategies uh, to things that may have flummoxed you in the past. And what am I talking about rules, all right? So G just got her P plates. So she had to learn all these road rules, right? And so similarly, we may not realize, but the way we live our lives is governed by rules that we have set up for ourselves or, or have been told to us and we have observed and just gone by through the whole of our lives without ever questioning them. In the same way that you go, here's a stop sign, I'll stop my car. Or I'm going to turn right, I need to indicate, you know, so many metres before the intersection, depending on how fast you go. You know, or here's a solid line, I don't overtake on a solid line, there's a broken line. And after a while, you stop questioning it. You just like know that that's just, these are the rules that I follow. 
if we want to, you know, drive safely and use the road system with everybody else. So similarly, we have rules in the way we live our lives that we have learned or been taught or we have adopted or decided upon, usually without knowing. Sometimes we do them knowing, but usually without knowing, that govern the way we make tiny little choices all throughout the day. And some of those rules may be very helpful. Some of those rules may, ha- may help us cope uh, with the situation that we're in. But some of those rules can be very, very unhelpful. We learn these things through, usually through early experiences, uh, usually in the first couple of years of our lives, and also from observing other people who influence us in our early years. Uh, perfect example, and it terrifies me, but it's also super exciting. So I've just had a hip replaced, right? And one of my rehab exercises is doing banded squats. So tiny little exercise band looks like a big rubber band, right? And I put it around my knees, but I have to get my feet through it first, right? Put it around my knees and externally rotating my right hip is a bit painful. And so I go, oh, ah, and I make a noise when I put it on. So anyway, Wolfie's gone into the little box in our living room where I keep all these things. And he fished it out the other day and Audrey filmed this little boy, 18 months old, pulling out this big rubber band and putting it on his foot going, oh, ah. making the faces and everything. He's not in pain, but he's just copying what he sees. And similarly, this is how we absorb these rules of living into our lives. We don't do them deliberately, but they just come from being around other people. Most of us aren't even aware that we have a set of rules that we live our lives by, but they do influence our decisions in life. They're often automatic thoughts that guide our behaviour without us even realising they're happening. We do need these rules to live. You know, they're really important. Don't walk close to the edge of a cliff, for example. That's an important one. Don't touch the oven when it's hot, you know. And these rules will often evolve and change over time depending on our our experiences and things like that. And and, and rules can be very helpful but very unhelpful. And it's the unhelpful ones that I'd I'd like to talk about. And like, for example, every time you have a, a critical moment, say someone cuts you off in traffic or someone interrupts you while you're speaking or someone corrects you at, at the office and you feel your body kind of flood with, you know, emotion and it's like an abrupt, oh, that doesn't feel good. There's probably a rule at play. Someone's just broken a rule, all right? Now, is that rule a helpful rule or an unhelpful rule, okay? So, like, to be completely honest with you, my rules, I'm, you know, a egocentric, self-centered prick a lot of the time. And, you know, I've identified it and it's awful, but it's there. It's an automatic thought that I combat every day. Like one of my rules is I must always be right. Uh, another one of my rules is you must not interrupt me when I'm talking. You know, it's the worst, right? But I guess the other thing, another real one of mine used to be when I was driving for a living, when I was working in radio, you must have the same respect for the rules that I do, all right? So, you know, if I was driving at the speed limit and someone just hooned past me, I would get so irrationally angry because this person wasn't doing the right thing. Maybe the rule is more like, you must do the right thing. Whatever I've decided the right thing is to be, you must do the right thing. And this person by hooning past me or cutting in front of me is breaking that rule because they're not doing the right thing. And I would take it really, really personally. And things to look for when you're observing your rules, other ones of mine would be, I hate being in a room full of strangers or I I can never be in a room full of strangers or you must look me in the eye when I'm talking to you or I must be accepted by people when I meet them and I'll do anything to get that acceptance. So when you're thinking about your rules and the personal rules you have and only you know what they are, those words are really um, 
they show that you're on the right track to finding an unhelpful rule. If the words should are in there, like I should not eat takeaway food or I always have to, always should, always, never, you must never or I must never, I must, just the word must, I can't, if I don't do whatever, then something, something, or I should never do this or I must do this or else this. These kind of absolute words are really important things to look out for because they show you you're on the path. Now, when you find these rules, when you start identifying them, and I just kind of thought about the things, you know, whenever I get this feeling, this flushed feeling of, um, you know, in my body and I question, has, has, has a rule just been broken that I don't know about it? And is it a helpful rule or an unhelpful rule? I try to, you know, try to keep a note of them and try to, you know, be aware of it. And that means that next time it happens, I go, ah, oh, that's that, I have this rule. I didn't know I had it. One of my rules, which did change over time, is that uh, just through various relationships that I was in and the people I spent my time with, the words please and thank you just left my vocabulary. They were implied and it was implied as a given and so it just kind of stopped coming out of my mouth. All right, I had been a please and thank you guy for a long time but then they just kind of, kind of left because the people that I was with, they didn't need to hear it. Uh, they just implied that it was there and when they asked for something, I learned to just imply that, oh, there's a please at the end of that sentence. I just, you know, and I had to learn that. It was a tricky at first, but after a while, please and thank you, just left the way I spoke. Now I'm in a relationship with uh, my wife, Audrey, who was brought up with manners are a very important thing. And, you know, rightly so. But what happens then is if I don't say please or thank you, it's a problem. And so I need to understand that, oh, shit, I have to, the rule that I had was a really uncommon one that not saying please or thank you is okay now. I have to get back on track with everybody else where please and thank you has to come. You know, so kind of being aware that I'm breaking someone else's not unreasonable and very normal rule and having to remember to put that, to put that in there. But when you do identify these unhelpful rules with the must, with the should, can't, never, always, these absolute words, that's very inflexible and very easily broken by anybody. All right, it's, it's very brittle, a very brittle rule, easily broken, unflexible, not malleable at all. So the idea is to rewrite these rules, pencil and paper, like I've been talking. Uh, I prefer a 0.7 millimeter 2B pencil, a mechanical clicker pencil in case you're wondering, uh, for anyone who's into pencils. Write it down and then, okay, so for example, with me, it would be like, I, I must never be in a room full of strangers. I, I can't stand it. I can't stand being in a room full of strangers, right? So what's a way to make that more malleable and more realistic? Because that's completely unrealistic that I will never be in a room full of strangers. It's going to happen to me all the time. I walk into a supermarket, I'm going to be in a room full of strangers, right? I prefer to be among familiar people, all right? This is I can have a preference to being among familiar people. And then I work into the rule that the thing that's missing from all this stuff is I completely don't factor in my ability to to deal with it. I do not factor in my ability to manage, to get by and to cope. And so far as of today, I have a 100% track record of managing, of getting by and coping. And so do you, because you're here today and every single thing that has ever challenged you up until today, you have managed, you've coped and you've gotten by. So trust that you will, trust that you'll cope. So instead of, I must never be in a room full of strangers or I can't ever be in a room full of strangers, 
I try and rewrite that rule to write, I prefer to be among familiar people, but I know I will cope if that's not the case. So when that feeling rushes through me, when I'm suddenly in a room full of strangers, I can go, well, look, I prefer to be in a room full of familiar people, but I know that I'll cope here. And it puts a bit of flexibility in that. And then it allows me slowly over time, I, I begin to prove that rule right. And slowly over time, the more malleable rule becomes the one that I live by. Oh, I prefer to be among familiar people, but I'll be okay. I'll be fine. And it used to not be the case. I used to not want to leave the house because I was afraid of strangers, right? Now, another one, you must look me in the eye when you talk to me. It's just bullshit, but that's what it was for me. And I used to take great offense if someone didn't look me in the eye when they talked to me. And to rewrite that rule, it would be, I prefer people make eye contact when they speak with me, but I understand that it may not be a sign of disrespect. Eye contact is confronting for some people and I'll be okay if it doesn't happen. And even if they are disrespecting me, I'll be all right. You know, I'll be okay. A massive one for me, and this led me into a lot of trouble and led me to do some pretty silly things, you know, and I'm sure I'm not alone here in doing silly things to try and gain the acceptance of people that ultimately didn't really matter that much, but for some reason I decided they needed to say I was an okay guy. So it used to be that my rule was that I must be accepted by people and I will do anything to gain that acceptance or I, I cannot rest until I feel acceptance from these people and I'll do anything to get that acceptance. And that led to some pretty risky behaviour on my part. So I can change that rule and rewrite it for myself and put a bit of flexibility in it. Look, I prefer to be, I prefer to feel accepted by others. I prefer to feel accepted by others. And goodness, that's not an all abnormal thing to want. I prefer to feel accepted by others. But if I don't get that feeling, then I know that I'm enough even without that acceptance and I'll be okay. And so when I feel that rush and that discomfort and feel that rule being broken, just reminding myself, right, look, oh, there it is. Okay. Look, I prefer to feel accepted, but I know that if I don't get acceptance, I'll be okay. All right. And just kind of remind yourself. And then by then getting through the next five, 10 minutes, hour, 10 days, whatever it is, you prove to yourself, all right, I'm actually, when I follow this rule, the more flexible rule, I'm actually also okay. And I'll, I'll be all right. I'll be okay. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you are exploring what your rules are, look at things like, for example, your personal standards, like what standards do you have at work or at home? Like I must never make a mistake or my house always has to be clean or everyone has to keep the house as clean as I want it. All right. Or 
what are the patterns in your day, the daily patterns where you've got some rules? Do I tend to make negative predictions about things or what do I not allow myself to do through the day or what standards do I expect of others or what do I criticise most about other people? What do I criticise most about myself? Think about how those rules might have come into your life. Try to identify where they came from. Like, oh, oh, shit, that thing came from, oh, there was a guy in grade three who I really wanted to be my friend and I ended up stealing something to try and impress him, all right, or whatever. Um, it's actually grade one that I did that. <laughs> 1979, come at me. Statute of limitation past that? I don't know. And kind of, you know, what was said to me or what did someone once say to me when I was little that has then become a permanent rule in my life and now no longer applies to me? What was it a rule that applied when I was in grade two or even when I was 13? Does it apply to me now that I'm 30 or in my case, 47? Probably not. How can I rewrite, rewrite that? And then once you've got those rules out, examine them see if they're helpful or unhelpful. And like I said, look for those words that make them brittle or rigid, inflexible. Find which rules might be excessive or completely unreasonable. You know, you must always do what I say when I want you to do it. All right, it's completely impossible. You know, I can have a preference that if I ask you to do something, you do it. But if you don't, you know, it's like it's your, your garden, your path. You may not want to do that, that's fine. And think about that. The, I guess the other thing is, you know, think about how you can challenge these rules. Like, how are they unrealistic? How are they unreasonable? How are they inflexible or unadaptable? How is this unfair to either myself or other people? Like, if you're setting yourself up to fail, like, I, I can never be in a relationship because of blur. Like, well, really? Is that unfair on you? Is that unfair on other people who might want to be with you? Is that unhelpful to both of you? And then... Basically, you do a pros and cons of like, if I hold on to this rule, what's it going to do for me? Is it going to bring my life and ultimately am I going to be in the black or am I going to end up in the red? You know, you know, what specifically do I lose by having this as a rigid rule? You know, you must always look me in the eye when I speak to you. I lose the opportunity to meet people that otherwise, you know, may be a little timid when I first meet them, but, you know, ultimately it might turn out to be a great friendship or... You know, does it limit your opportunities at work? Does it limit your opportunities in your personal life? I certainly had a rule of like, I must never have my photo taken with my shirt off. My God, that's a story I've told on this show before, but that used to be a rule. Good, good Lord. Do these rules keep you from achieving success in your life? Do these rules keep you from achieving or keep you from enjoying your right to pleasure or joyful experiences? Do these rules ultimately just only have a negative impact on your life? Do these rules get in the way of you achieving your goals or your objectives? Like say, I don't know, you always wanted to be an accountant, but you can't go to uni because no one in your family's ever been to uni. And if I go to uni, people will think I'm uppity and I can't go to uni. That's a fucking rule. It's bullshit. But if you only really want to be an accountant, that rule's getting in the way. So that rule, in my mind, is real worth challenging. And when you think about to the negative consequence. When you think of these rules, to the, does the consequences of holding on to these rules, the negative consequences, do they outweigh the benefits of holding on to these rules? Probably yes. And then it's all about reworking it. All about reworking it, making them more malleable, more flexible. I prefer it if this was the case. Yes, it's true that no one in my family has been to uni, but everyone is a first at some point, you know, 
let's you know just make them more flexible as you go i'd be interested to see how that goes for you you know because i've found it really powerful i only started doing this oh, a couple of years ago and i still find them you know when i feel that that rush of ickiness in my body like, hang on someone just broke a rule here what was what's the rule ah uh, all right that's my rule about not interrupting me ah uh, okay well you know sometimes people really want to say what they want to say and I can remember what I had to say. I can wait, you know, and that's important. You know, it's, it's important to be flexible because if you stay rigid, you just kind of bounce around and you end up in all manner of, I guess basically you're, you're following a, a series of reactions and a series of decisions that were made to a certain stimulus that probably has no context in the situation that you're actually in. For example, if you, uh, I don't know, once got, dumped by someone who worked as a mechanic and you met someone who was really great and she was a fantastic mechanic, you might miss out on a really great relationship because you might have rulers like, that's it, no more mechanics. Like, that makes no sense. But we've all done stuff like that. We've all done stuff like that. And what are you, what are you gaining? What are you losing by holding on to this, this rule? What, you know, and that's not fair on you or the other person because both of you are basically dealing with the decisions, the consequences made maybe a year, two, five, 10, 20, 30 years before that, that have nothing to do with the situation that you're in. Nothing at all, you know? Anyway, we all have a rule book. But the best thing about our rule book is it's written in pencil and we can rewrite the rules anytime we like. So I'd ask you, think about doing that this week. Try looking at the rules. Try and find when your body's feeling icky and go, did something, did a rule just get broken here? Is it a reasonable rule? Is it an unreasonable rule? You know, and now the rule might be, you might be at Coles, all right? You might be at the shops scanning your groceries through and the stranger next to you grabs your arm and says, can you show me how to do this? Now that might be an unwelcome touch and you, might, you don't want a stranger to touch you. For me, that's a totally fine rule to have, all right? But if the stranger doesn't touch you, and says, excuse me, can you help me with this? You know, do you have a rule of like, I never speak to strangers? Like, okay, you have an opportunity to help someone, be of service. Could be a good chance to, to help a person out. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I'd love to know how you go. Send us your email at gmail.com. That's where you can find me. Thanks for dealing with the way this one sounded differently today. I'm on a different microphone in a different room, surrounded by different people, but... I hope it still made sense. Thanks for all the feedback. I'll talk to you on Monday. My guest on Monday is a fantastic author. Um, she comes out of Ireland, uh, Lisa Harding. She's an actor and an author, and uh, it's a solid conversation about alcohol and addiction. And uh, I was really grateful to be able to connect with Lisa and, and have that chat because it was a really, really good one. Anyway, I hope you have a safe weekend wherever you are. Try and stay dry. A lot of our country is underwater at the moment, so do your best. Look after yourself. Until we speak Monday, sleep well and dream of beautiful things. Mm -hmm.